1: Eight hundred four seven oh seven one one three. That's eight hundred four seven oh seventy one thirteen.
2: Now on the tea. Is it time? Let's do this. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, son of the legendary golfer Billy Casper. Thanks for joining us each and every week right here on Real Golf Radio. uh, Twitter handle, at Real Golf. Facebook and Instagram is Real Golf Radio. Uh, Give us a follow. Join the conversation. And uh, again, you might be a winner as we gave away three. Yes, three Callaway Maverick drivers last week. Here on the show, and I'll tell you what, Bob. It's been fun to get to know these winners a little bit. And oh, yeah. uh, how about how about Larry? Uh, let's just use Larry for an example. As I after we announced the winner, I went and followed him on Instagram and started looking at some of his stuff. And the the, the man was going through some serious life stuff last week, where he was unsure if his uh, wife had cancer, and and got the wow. good news earlier in the week that it uh, was, was not malignant, that she did not have cancer, and then he wins the Maverick driver a couple days later. I mean, uh, obviously we had no idea before his name was pulled, sure. but really cool, man. And uh, it's, been fun to, it's been fun to kind of interact with these guys. It, it reminds you that there are people out there that just absolutely love this game, and this game can provide a little bit of salve sometimes when you're dealing with heavy stuff. No doubt about it. It's... Uh...
1: It's a fun game. It's great to be able to play the game and enjoy it and love it. Um, It's also great to get new uh, equipment. And uh, that new Maverick driver from Callaway is going to be something they're going to have a lot of fun with.
2: Oh, yeah. Hey, love is in the air. It was Valentine's Day yesterday after all. And so, uh, you know what? It it did make me think. I would spent some time thinking about Larry. Not not that I'm going to make the show about Larry, but you know it does make you uh, you know think that you know for Valentine's Day he probably hugged his wife a little bit tighter this year, and you know after with the PGA Tour being in LA and uh, the tributes to Kobe Bryant and his uh, daughter and all those who passed away in that helicopter crash, it is an opportunity to to appreciate the time that we have with our loved ones, uh, no doubt about it. So a little bit of love today. Happy that we could spread a little love along with Callaway Golf and uh, hand out some Maverick drivers last week. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, it's fantastic. We'll we'll talk a little bit about what we love about the game. We're going to talk a little bit about Pebble Beach last week. Uh, Fred Funk is going to join us. Yeah, the Funkster's going to be on the show. Love having Fred on. We're going to ask him about this distance discussion because after all, this is a guy that made his living... As a short knocker, but he, he did quite Killing well. lots of fairways. Absolutely. Caddy joins us. Ryan Balanjie, golfnewsnet.com, will join the conversation as well. And i got to find out why Ryan hates the celebrity coverage at the <laughs> AT&T Pebble Beach so much. We'll talk about all that coming up. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. To be the number one irons in golf for five
1: consecutive years and counting, Callaway can't stop pushing the limits. That's why they've used artificial intelligence to create the new Maverick Irons. AI has uniquely engineered a flash face cup in every Maverick iron to maximize distance throughout your entire set. While each club's center of gravity is precisely positioned to optimize launch. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Get new distance at
4: CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it, Jack Nicklaus agrees.
5: If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent.
4: A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The
2: one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core to give you the unheard-of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now, Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about
1: it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high performance equipment from the outdoor industry.
2: While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Alright, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Hope you had a great Valentine's yesterday. Nothing but love for Real Golf Radio. Um, This segment brought to you Buy the new Maverick Driver. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick Drivers at CallawayGolf.com. And uh, we're going to talk more about the distance, and it will be interesting to see what will Callaway's um, taglines be for their new equipment in five years from now, perhaps, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Maybe it's more fairways are out there. It takes a maverick to find. You know, it will be interesting to see what, how this all transpires, and we'll we'll talk some distance coming up here in just a minute. But I won't, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole just yet. There, there's a lot to talk about. Let's let's go back a week. Pebble Beach, a week ago today, on a Saturday, uh, CBS showing. You know, the, the celebrities out there. You've got. You know, Hall of Famers to be and Hall of Fame athletes. You have uh, actors out there. You've got CEOs and heads of companies, and you've got uh, you know former government officials. And it it is there. Everybody's out. Of course, the PGA Tour players are competing as well for the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am Championship. And there's a lot of coverage on Saturday of the celebrities. I I just want to know. Why are so many people that I follow on Twitter, a lot of media people, that just absolutely dread the coverage of Saturday at the AT&T with the celebrities? Well, first of all, don't watch it if you
1: dread it. Okay, <laughs> fair <laughs> point, Bob. I think it's awesome. There's a celebrity rotation in this event. So they get the players, the players with the celebrities, and they set it up so that they play on Saturday. So it's on primetime television. You know, I don't necessarily know that that the TV needs to interview all these celebrities as they're walking down the 17th hole. But I like the format of the event. I like the format that that these guys are playing with the pros. Uh, uh, I like that there's a pro-am division of this that finishes on Sunday as well. Um, I think it's I think it's a great thing. I think it's it's fun to watch the golf there in the Monterey Peninsula the most beautiful golf courses and the best golf courses, some of the best golf courses in the world. But yeah, I think it's a phenomenal event, a fantastic event there held at Pebble Beach and Spyglass and Monterey Peninsula.
2: I think what you're saying is what exactly how I feel. It's To me, it's a celebration of the game. You have people who make their living doing other things, that just drop everything for the opportunity to play this golf course, this event with these pros, you know, on this stage. It is to me, is there anything better? Um, you know, we 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 see guys that will give up, um, you know, their their normal spot courtside at an NBA game, their normal place in a boardroom, their normal you know time doing whatever to be able to compete, and they take it seriously, and they love it, and they understand that they're not PGA Tour players, but sure. they try really hard to play their best, and they try really hard to put on a good show, and understand that this is an entertainment opportunity for fans to be able to see you know people that that they see in other places maybe they normally have a helmet on Uh, maybe they normally are you know otherwise you know at arm's length and now here they are just walking down the middle of the fairway and you can see them try to do what you love to do which is play golf and I, I just don't I don't get why it's such a negative thing it's like I said it's a celebration of the game so Bob it made me think of what are the other things that I love about golf, that is a bit of a celebration. And the very first thing that comes to mind is probably one of my favorite days in all of the year, and that is the Wednesday par three at the Masters.
1: Well, the Wednesday par three at the Masters, of course, we know it's all the people that are competing in the event. It used to be um, the honorary invitees and that kind of thing. But you get all those players that come, and the really cool thing about it is you know, they have their uh significant others, their wives, their their kids, their um, little toddlers, that kind of thing, all dressed up in white um, coveralls, uh, masters caddy gear, and and out there. It's it's kind of a big family thing, and I'll tell you what, the patrons that are there for Wednesday absolutely love the event.
2: Yeah, they're in for a real treat. To not only do they get to see the the players in a more casual format, but they're right on top of them. Right on top of them. There's not a lot of space between tees and greens. Sitting right <laughs> on the fringe. <laughs> it's it's true, right? I mean, yeah, your, yeah. your dad got to the point where he didn't. He, he wasn't comfortable playing the par three because you know he'd gotten old and his game wasn't very good, and he's just afraid of hitting somebody because the patrons to are too anybody. close. <laughs> hurt hurt anybody? Yep. You know, I take it back, there, Bob. You know, you think about the Masters, which, by the way, is uh, what about? Uh, what are we here? 14th. So we are exactly two months away, uh, yeah. if you can imagine. Uh, to I think it's
1: 52 days. Not, not
2: that I'm counting. Yes, we are counting. We can't wait. <laughs> it's our favorite week of the year. There's no question. Uh, sorry, hon. I know Valentine's Day was there and, it, and everything was about you. But, you know, when Masters Week rolls around, it's all about Augusta and the Masters and, and just the uh, the tradition. Unlike any other, as Jim Nance would say, it is certainly that. Um, but It's when your dad was when you were growing up with your dad. The par three Mm -hmm. was always there, but it is. Correct me if I'm wrong, Bob. This it's really evolved into this more of a of a celebration, a party, a Mm -hmm. you know, and where it used to be maybe held a little bit. I don't want to say serious, but people took it a little bit more like like a tournament or preview to the tournament. Where today it's it's none of that. It's just about fun. It is. It
1: is and that's, that's the great part about it. Um, you've get all, you get the people around around each green and up the fairways of each hole um, on this part on these par threes that, that are anywhere from four to eight eight deep. Um, and just just a lot of people there. Everybody parks there on the ninth hole above the ninth green to see if there's any holes in ones that are going to happen there. The second hole is another one where you get a lot of holes in one um, a, as well. And and people park in, the, in their spots up behind the 8T, um, where they hit down off of the 8T across the water and down to that lower green, too, so they can see 8 and 9 together. So it's just like another day at Augusta where the patrons pick their spots and where they sit and watch the players come through. It's the same thing with the par 3, and there's a lot of excitement to it. I'll
2: tell you what, man. Love is in the air when you think about to me when you think about celebrities and fans and the pga tour players walking around the monterey peninsula and you think about the the, the excitement around a beautiful wednesday afternoon with the sun shining and you know the the uh, azaleas in full bloom and the dogwoods and just the green jackets the white coveralls i mean it's just to me it's just i mean Sun Women are in beautiful sundresses and bonnets. And, I mean, it really is just a cool thing that, if you can ever experience it, would highly encourage it. So, anyway, to me, that goes right along with what we witnessed last week at the AT&T Pebble Beach. So, I'm on the other side of it. You can at me if you want, at RealGolfBT.com. Uh, is where you can find me on Twitter, or hit us up at, at @realgolf uh, if you want to just hit the Real Golf Radio Twitter page. Let it, let me know if you disagree. I'm fine with that. If you agree, I'd like to know why. Uh, the other thing I wanted to hit up real quick, Bob, in a minute or so before we have in this segment. And again, Fred Funk's going to join us here in about 20 minutes, so stay tuned. We'll talk about some of this distance. But Phil Mickelson starting the final day with uh, just a shot back, with a chance to go back to back, really wasn't his day on Sunday. But uh, what what's your takeaway for Phil?
1: Well, I you know it. He had strung a couple of weeks together of playing, playing some good golf. He played well in Saudi Arabia and then comes back to the Monterey Peninsula and uh, plays well, gets himself right into the mix of things and has a opportunity to to win the golf tournament, although he finished uh, he finished third or tied for third, um, which didn't give him an opportunity to play in Mexico, which he decided he's not going to play there anyway because his family's going on a trip. But I was ex- I, I, I was pleased with the way I saw him play. This is a golf course that he loves. He, he gets a really good feel here. Um, it, it fits his eye. Um, these, you know, the Monterey Peninsula, having played in the California State Amateur and all that kind of thing. But uh, Phil Mickelson, it looks like he's, uh, he's playing better. He's feeling a little bit more confident. And, uh, and hopefully we'll continue to see that throughout the year as he gets closer to turning 50 in June.
2: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I, I, it just seemed like, like you said, uh, he was just a little bit off, just and, off. Yeah, just didn't quite have it. And you know what? Um, it was, it was an exciting tournament nonetheless. And it always helps to have a big name like Phil Mickelson uh, in the mix out there at Pebble Beach. Tiger, of course, the main focus this week at the Genesis, as well as others. on, Rory. But, Thank you. I was going to mention, and a new number one in Rory yes. McIlroy, also the debut of uh, the season debut, the yearly debut, I should not season debut, but the 2020 debut on the PGA Tour by for Brooks Kepka, who formerly was world number one. Hey, we'll take a short break. We'll continue this discussion. Let's hear what the players are saying as well and uh, respond to their thoughts on this distance discussion, which is being uh, touted and discussed by the PGA Uh, or excuse me, the USGA and the RNA. We'll talk about that coming up next as Real Golf Radio continues. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio.
1: controllers pipe and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses shop where the pro shop go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you
2: Or nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember.
7: Want to feel the need for speed on the golf course? Come into Uinta Golf and check out the new Cobra Speed Zone Drivers, Fairways, Irons, and Hybrids. The new King Speed Zone Driver and King Speed Zone Extreme Driver has been designed to go as fast and straight as possible. New Speed Zone King SC is Cobra's first ever carbon fiber iron line that delivers maximum speed, power, and forgiveness. Get custom fit today and receive a 50% bonus trade-in towards any new Cobra Speed Zone Series golf club. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee.
3: Now, back to real golf radio, talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big.
2: For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. To be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting, Callaway. Can't stop pushing the limits. That's why they've used artificial intelligence to create the new Maverick Irons. There's new distance out there. It takes a Maverick to find it, and you can get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons. In golf. And we welcome you back to the show. Thanks so much for being with us. Hit us up on Twitter, at Real Golf. Instagram and Facebook, at Real Golf Radio. We appreciate you joining us. And congrats to our winners of the Maverick Drivers that we gave away last week. Bob, we talked a little bit of a love there in, in the first segment there. You know, Valentine's Day yeah. just behind us. <clears throat> it's a good... It's a nice uh, consumer holiday where we can all feel like we need to go spend, you know, frivolous money on uh, those that we love, uh, lest we somehow, by not doing so, uh, don't we don't love them as much as what we the commercials say we should. Right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't mean to be facetious there, but it is a little bit. It is a little bit preying on our, on on our feelings a little towards our, towards our loved ones. But hey, I'm okay with that because I'm kind of a kind of a hopeless romantic guy. I'm kind of a love is in the air sort of guy. That's why I said, you know, I I enjoy the celebration of the game at Pebble beach. I enjoy the Wednesday par three contest at Augusta. I think those are the types of things that, that, uh, make us love the game. I love a good story about, you know, somebody getting their first hole in one. I I love a good story about somebody shooting their, their best score or getting an opportunity to meet their favorite player, a golfer or team up in a pro-am or something like that. I mean, that's, that's pretty neat stuff. And it's not unusual that you'll have some of your best interactions with somebody good or bad, uh, on a golf course, right? I mean, there's, there's things that you remember about playing golf with someone that you don't otherwise remember if you're just engaged in a casual lunch or, or, or otherwise. So, uh, from a business standpoint, from a relationship standpoint, to me, Golf has uh, some serious advantages. Now, let's talk about uh, some of the issues that continue to come up. Players continually getting asked about this distance debate, the great distance debate that will continue until, I guess, the USGA and RNA decide they're going to do something or not do something about this. But the players weighing in this week, Rory says he's fine with doing something about the length gains of the pros. So he's essentially acknowledging that, if it's going to be anything, we're going to do some bifurcation. Yeah, and Tiger,
1: Tiger kind of went along with that. He said, he said it might it it's it's probably going to happen at some point, but it probably won't in in the time that I'm competitive and playing professional golf and competing on the PGA tour. So I I understand what those guys are both saying, especially Rory. Um, but Rory the guys that are long have the advantage. If there's going to be some bifurcation and they're going to roll back equipment and roll back ball and stuff like that, it's just going to make everybody else. It's just going to bring everybody back a little bit. And the guys that hit it shorter are still going to hit it shorter. And the guys that hit it longer are still going to hit it longer
2: yeah it's a percentage play right so if you're oh, still yeah. if you, if you still hit it fifteen percent longer than the guy that you're competing against, regardless of what you do to roll the equipment back, you're still going to hit it fifteen percent longer right so that's a club and a half maybe you're a club and a half two clubs shorter than somebody else, so that does give you an advantage, but it also takes away something right i mean carry lines you know maybe you can't Let's think back on that Jordan Spieth-Dustin Johnson playoff. Oh, yeah. What was that a yeah. uh, couple of years ago? Yeah. And DJ just took it right over the lake. I mean, Jordan hit a good one out there. He mm-hmm. cut off the corner of the lake, hit it out there almost 300 yards, and set him up himself up with what? Like a, a pitching wedge nine iron into that green. I mean, it was a for really... Jordan? Yeah, for Jordan. Yeah. And then DJ tees off and absolutely makes Jordan look like he laid up. Even though Jordan yes. hit a fairly aggressive shot. And he, he and and, and uh, DJ ends up with a little flip flip lob wedge yeah. And ended up winning the, the playoff or the was, I think it was a playoff. Yeah, it's a playoff. Yep. So maybe yeah. maybe I if mean, you, you roll
1: ta- you and I were talking while it was going on and we saw him hit that drive and we just thought that's just not fair. That's another game.
2: And by the way, speaking of Jordan finding himself in an unfair fight, that's the first year he played at Augusta against Bubba Watson. Oh, yeah. Bubba went over the top of 13. Jordan hit one out where you're supposed to, and Bubba ends up with a little flip wedge into 13. And, you know, again, it just felt like it was an an unfair fight uh, in that scenario. Now, to Jordan's credit, he came back the next year and won. But um, in both of those scenarios, if you did roll it back, okay, Yes, Bubba's still going to be longer than Jordan off the tee on 13. However, if Bubba pulled it, which I don't think Bubba meant to take that line, if you're, if you're being honest, if Bubba pulls it and hits that line again, he catches the trees and drops in Ray's Creek. Okay? Different story. Mm-hmm. If DJ takes that same line as he did against Jordan in the playoff, he's probably in the water. So now you're looking at DJ going on the line that Jordan took and Jordan taking an even less aggressive line out safe away from the water. So now sure. DJ's got to hit a pitching wedge nine iron into that green, and Jordan's probably coming in with a seven or eight iron into that green. So so that's that's what we're looking at, right? I mean, isn't that the scenario? So instead of Jordan coming in with a, a pitching wedge and DJ coming in with a flip lob wedge, you're basically coming pitching wedge and, and nine or eight iron. I I, I like, I get it, right? There's still a tremendous advantage for the the long player, and that's what you're saying. Yes, that's
1: exactly what I'm saying. It, it doesn't matter. It's all going to be relative. If, if we're going to roll it back or if we're going to play a competition ball, guess what? The long guys are going to still hit it long. The shorter guys are still going to hit it shorter. It's going to be a matter of having longer clubs for the mid-range guys into, into greens and, and maybe one or two longer clubs for the long guys into greens. Rory's at the top of the heap. He's number one in the world right now. You know, Rory hits it a long ways. He averages, what, 320 off the tee, 315, 318, something like that off the tee. Rory Rory could care less what's going to happen because Rory's still going to be long. So is Brooks, so is DJ, so is Justin Thomas, so is Cantlay. All those guys are still going to be long. It doesn't matter.
2: Back to the summary of conclusions from that USGA RNA report. Number one... The inherent strategic challenge presented by many golf courses can be compromised. And number two, the overall trend of golf courses becoming longer has its own adverse consequences. So if we look at it straight from that, okay, I, I, again, we, we touched on this last week. If you suddenly found that Yankee Stadium or Fenway Park or something, you know, one of those great venues was no longer able to hold Major League Baseball, Because they just hit the ball too far and what used to be a pop fly suddenly is an easy home run. If that's the case, then Major League Baseball would want to do something about it because part of the allure of going to a Major League Baseball game in person is the venue. In fact, it, I, I'm not, well, yeah, a pro- part of it is the venue, but part of it is watching guys jack it out too. Well, I'm not going to disagree. I mean, you look back at the, you know, what was it? The Astros Dodgers series a couple years ago. And how yeah. fun was that with all that, all the home runs, all the long balls, a hundred percent. I love that. But my point is let's go back to just, if you're, if I'm, if I find myself again, I'm a, I'd say I'm a casual baseball fan, but if I'm in a city that has a major league ballpark, I'm there. If I have an opportunity, if I have time, Oh yeah, I want to go. Uh, to me, ticking off the major league ballparks that you've been to is a fun thing to do. I mm-hmm. love the feel of it. You know, you get yourself a hot dog and a drink, and you're sitting there, you know, watching uh, major league baseball in a stadium. That, that's fantastic. So there's a, there's a a real need for major league baseball to ensure that baseballs don't get juiced, bats don't get juiced to the p- Baseballs to keep,
1: don't get juiced too much.
2: They're trying to keep players from being juiced. Um, <laughs> but but the, for, for, that would make a, a venue obsolete. Okay, Now, that's obviously a fixed structure. Golf courses are becoming more fixed. And so you say, yeah, okay, if all of a sudden you can't play a, the Masters at Augusta National because players are driving every green, which isn't going to be the case. But let's just say they're so long that it becomes... Uh, uh, you know, doesn't become a real challenge, which by the way, they're not, they're not even close And they're not even close to that. But, but if, if that were the case, then yeah, you would say, okay, there's something to protect because the history that surrounds Augusta national, the experience that is attending a live master's event at Augusta national, that is something to preserve. That's worth preserving. And so I, I can see that maybe something needs to be addressed so that we don't find ourselves in that situation. Now, I love Marion. I love the U.S. Open being there. I love the stories and looking back at Marion. But if I never saw a PGA Tour or Nash, Nash, a major championship held at Marion ever again, is that going to, like, kill me?
1: Well, I don't think it would. I mean, it's got history. You know, we think of the picture of Ben Hogan with, with the shot from the fairway. You I have know, that picture hanging ben right ben here in my fairway. office. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you think of Justin Rose and the four iron he hit for his second shot there uh, to win his U S open championship. So it's, it's got some great history. Um, Will they play it there again? I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough because of all the infrastructure that they have to do with all the housing closing in and that golf course being in an, in an area where you can't extend it at all or make it longer or whatever. Um, If they go back there, you know, it, it'll, they'll play it just like they played it um, this last time. They'll grow the rough up. They'll, they'll make it tough. Um, you're going to have to hit different clubs off the tees, you're going to have to think yourself around the golf course a little bit better, and it will be a great championship that they go back there again.
2: Well, we'll, uh, we'll wait and see, but uh, some more thoughts that I've had, and uh, Bob, uh, thanks for sharing yours as well, as we continue to sort of digest what this all means with this new distance debate. By the way, it won't surprise you that a guy like Dustin Johnson doesn't think this needs to be changed, and he says, look, no. you still have to chip and putt. And that's true, by the way. DJ was a long hitter long before he became a threat to win at every major championship. It wasn't until he dialed in the wedges and got that putter going that enabled him to be someone to reckon with out there on the PGA Tour week in, week out, year after year. All right, stay tuned. Short break. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. Fred Funk joins us next. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. When it comes
1: to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Okay, let's face it. If you're not lined up correctly, the odds of you making anything are next to nothing. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters.
2: The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway Golf Balls, they're now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. It's shocking how much easier it is to line up your putts. Wow. Triple track technology utilizes a principle called, you ready for this, Vernier Hyperacuity what to improve your alignment and your putting accuracy that's that same visual
1: technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. hey now that's reliable and accurate
2: and once you're lined up you can focus on making a great stroke just like bob always does which is even easier since every triple track putter has a multi-material consistency enhancing stroke lab shaft that's been winning major championships and dominating at tour events around the world get lined up with the new triple track putters at OdysseyGolf.com. odyssey the number one putter in golf
6: at the first tee oh, oops. it's the little things in life we pick up hey thank you that make for a successful future thank you you're welcome thanks
3: oh you dropped
8: this
6: because little things can carry a big impact Sorry. both on and off the course hey thanks to learn more visit thefirsttee.org.
2: Callaway knows you can't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. It takes unconventional thinking to create something transformative, and that's what Callaway did with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver possible. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick Drivers at CallawayGolf.com. Your hands, with the
9: grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better... There's a Lampkin the
7: grip.
2: What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard-of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now, Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com.
3: You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first
8: grade. You've started it. That's
3: real golf radio.
2: welcome back to the show brian taylor bob casper with you appreciate you joining us here on real golf radio and as promised our next guest joining us right now is an eight-time winner on the pga tour nine-time winner on the champions tour pga tour champions as well as the 2005 players champion he's played on a couple of presidents and Ryder cups as well and uh, of course everybody knows and loves this man His he is fred funk and kind enough to be with us now hey fred how are you I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, good, man. Uh, so you're uh, you're in town uh, to play the Chubb Classic this week on the PGA Tour Champions. And how's your game? How are you feeling about golf these days? Well, I've been
5: struggling to get back with my back. Uh, last couple of years have been a nightmare, but back feeling better. And I'm um, uh, hoping, and you know, I'm just trying to figure out how to get consistent again. So it's been a been a battle.
2: You still loving it? You still uh find yourself uh, like itching for the competition and uh, enjoy being out there competing with the boys? Yeah, I really do.
5: It's uh something I really realized how much I missed it with how little I played and how non competitive I've been the last couple of years. And um you know, I didn't really picture myself going out like that. I really envisioned myself being kind of like a Hail, erwin and just keep fighting until i'm 70 years old but it didn't work out that way the body finally wore out and um you know i was supposed to have a fusion on my back about three or four months ago and i tried these ozone injections and so far those have worked really good i got rid of the nerve pain i still have a lot of tightness and arthritic pain but uh, most of the nerve pain is gone and you know, I can deal with the tightness and stiffness. That nerve pain's a whole different animal what Tiger was going through. Or anyone that's experienced nerve pain, it's, mm. it's a different animal.
1: Yeah, last week, uh the PGA Tour champions for the first time played on the continent of Africa. You guys played in Morocco and Marrakesh. I was wondering what you thought about going there to Morocco and uh, what you thought about Marrakesh and, and the tour being there.
5: I think it was a great experience. Uh Marrakech is trying to – well, not trying. They're actually – um, well, they used us. Let me start over. They were using us to really advertise their golf destination mm-hmm. goal. They have a lot of golf courses there that they've built. Uh, the one we played was the Jack Nicklaus course. Uh, the city was – the hotel was phenomenal. The food was great. The people were great. Uh, the mountains, the Atlas Mountains that are out in the distance are spectacular. Um, it, it was really a nice trip. And pretty easy to get to we We left from Miami and you know got there in seven and a half hours. It was nine and a half hours back because of the headwinds but um it was it was really a good trip and I was uh pleased with how friendly the people were and how good the food was and everything else so it was it was nice.
2: Bob asked you that question cuz he's got a family history there, you know, his dad Billy <laughs> Casper, he went there. How how long your dad started going there back in the 70s, right? But, 1967. Oh, 60s. It yeah, was go. the first time he went. Wow. I've been going since
1: I was 10 years old, so I've been I've been to Morocco probably a good 40 times in my lifetime.
5: Wow, you've been there a lot. The yeah. uh, that was so long ago the mountains probably weren't there. <laughs>
2: there, you, there, you go. There's the line of the day right there. That was perfect. That was perfect, buddy. That's great. Fred Funk joining us here on Real Golf Radio. All right, Fred. I, so I got to ask you. I mean, look, uh, you going back through your career. Um, you never did have much of any kind of a length advantage if you really no advantage with length, but you were number one or number two year in, year out in driving accuracy on the PGA Tour. And, uh, you know, that got you eight wins, you know, against guys that could hit it a whole lot further than you. As I mentioned, you captured the Players Championship in 2005, um, which, you know, Sawgrass is, is, you know, no pushover by any means. When you hear the USGA, and the RNA announcing, okay, a quote unquote, we officially have a distance issue, uh, and and a, and a problem that we need to address. Uh, how do you respond? What's your first thought? As a guy that never really used distance for his 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 craft, what's your reaction to what you've what you've heard and seen?
5: Well, I've heard a lot of different reactions from other players. Phil's reaction and talking about the athleticism of the kids, and you can't argue that one. You can. Uh, hear other guys' opinions that, yeah, the ball's going too far. For me, um, I never want to penalize a guy that hits the long ways. I just don't want to give him a huge advantage where, almost like an example of golf courses where you have to force carry a cross bunker or, or something into fairway or maybe even a lake, and it's 270 yards to carry, and that's not a big deal for most of the guys in the modern game but it would be wide open on that side and, and I would have to squeeze it in somewhere short and have a different angle in. And, and, um, you know, I hate that kind of uh, issue with things where it becomes a huge advantage to be long and you're penalized being short. Uh, but at the same time, I don't want to take a guy that is super long and keep the driver out of his hand by tightening it up at the other end as well. So, um, I still like that part of the game to be fair for everybody across the board, but the discrepancy between the long and the short, I think has gotten wider. And also I think that the, I agree with the athleticism with the kids. Uh, my son is one. He's you know, he can fly. He drives ball 182 ball speed, which is, you know, at the extreme limits of probably the only guys out there are longer than Cameron champ and maybe one or two other guys. Um, but the problem I have is where you get this exponential gain on the drivers that are forgivable, and, and the drivers have a uh, uh, what's the coefficient of inertia or whatever it is, uh, the trampoline effect. So basically, mm-hmm. if you have, in my opinion, if you have a lot of speed, and I don't know where the threshold is, but let's just say it's 170 mile an hour ball speed, and you're talking about 100. 14, 13, 15 club head speed, you can really benefit by the trampoline effect. And then if you have even more than that, you get more of a trampoline effect to the point where you're actually stressing the face and you're going to crack those faces a lot of times because uh, the tolerance of that kind of force on the face will uh, cause it to break. And you've got to get another one. But then you put on top of it the aerodynamics of the golf ball. And if you can take advantage of that which means you've got to have a certain amount of speed you get another exponential gain in my opinion uh so you're getting with the advantage of being a lot of or having a lot of clubhead speed you'll get this trampoline uh, effect on the on the rebound effect of the ball and you are also getting this aerodynamic Whereas the modern day golf ball is launched much higher much lower spin. And it doesn't come down where the old golf balls spun a lot. And I think yeah. in order to fix this problem, all you would have to do is get a golf ball that spins a little more. You wouldn't have to change, I don't think, anything else. Now, I could be wrong because I'm not a scientist. But you get a golf ball that's going to, if these guys are going to launch it high and they get a little too much spin, the thing starts climbing a ladder and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. and and, you start to, and then it'll start curving a lot more and they're going to hit it a lot more crooked so they got to figure out how to control that driver a little more. And the drivers are very forgiving and the kids are much more athletic, but there's a lot of uh engineering that is going on and scientific um breakthroughs as as the USGA keeps trying to tighten things down a little bit, uh they find ways to beat it. Just like the square group thing and everything else that you know has happened way back um that became a non issue because the, the uh, technology and the grooves and the design of golf clubs have improved over the year. They find ways to beat it. So they did it with the aerodynamics and this trampoline effect, in my opinion, that needs to be either reined back in that way, which would be very difficult. I don't believe in – well, the, the other problem – I've got to back up again. I'm gonna, but you're talking about less than 1% of the golfers can really benefit from
1: – exactly.
5: Technology, and that's the best of the best in the game. And some of the maybe guys at the club that happen to have a lot of club head speed that can benefit from that. Uh, For me, I've benefited a little bit, but I don't have near the club head speed, especially now. But even in my, you know, 10 years ago when I could swing at it a little bit, um, that I can't take advantage of that trampoline effect. I've never broken a driver because I hit it too hard. Um, and I can't launch the ball high enough and fast enough to take advantage of the, the ball. But the guys at the highest level, some of them are still on the Champions Tour, and a lot of them on the regular tour can really take this huge advantage. So I think they – I don't believe in having two sets of golf balls. I just think maybe just get a golf ball that spins a little more. Um, That may may do it. If, if they're going to do anything, the problem is it's going to make everybody shorter, sure, <laughs> and that may, not, that may not go over too well with guys like me you know, <laughs> I don't want to be any shorter than I already am, but uh you know right now I got a thing, you know, I always was able to hit fairways now I can hit a fairway if I can reach them so <laughs>
1: oh wow so what so what so, about the golf courses are are they too manicured? are they too pristine that the golf ball once it hits the ground goes too far? Or um, can they do some things like grow up the fairways a little bit more to kind of slow things down a little bit in in the fairways too?
5: Well, they can. That's that's, well, they do that too much anyway. I think there's too much love for green and having golf courses look as lush as they can for TV, and the members want their courses to look good and and uh, I I think a little bit uh, like in my opinion, uh, I'll take the Players Championship and as an example, but uh we overseed the crap out of that thing for the March date and when we had the May date, um, we didn't overseed in the wintertime or really lightly overseed, it. and we let it come out of dormancy and, and it would be ready again in in May and it would play a lot firmer and a lot faster. And that's the way the CPC was designed to be played and with the overseed, it plays really soft uh, I don't think the Lizer is good in the fairway, but it looks really good. Uh, but I don't think it plays as good as it does. I would like to see him leave it and let it go brown, and let it, if it, is, if it does go brown, and a lot of times in Jacksonville it doesn't get cold enough to really let it go totally dormant. So the course would be firm and fast. The greens would be firm and fast. And that's when the scores go up, because when you give a tour player or the best guys in the game, uh, no control where the ball's going to stop, where where it's running out, especially when it's hitting the green. That's when scores go up. You give a golf course that's soft at 8,000 yards like they did at Aaron Hills, and yeah. they light it up anyway. So it it, it if you give a golf road, they know where the ball's going to stop. They know how far they're going to carry it. It's what happens after it lands. So you can trick up a golf course like Marion, um they had extremely high rough and, I think, very extremely narrow fairways to protect the golf course that didn't have the length of the modern game. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't like to see that every week because um, you're really penalizing shots that are just a little off uh, massively with, with a uh, with the really high rough that you're just hacking it out of. So I, I don't know where you'd go kind of gone a little bit out of control. I understand the one problem is, the other, not the one problem, the other problem with it is that these courses believe they got to design these courses really long, and who are they designing these things for? They're designing for the either the one week if they happen to be a host golf course for a PGA Tour, and then the other 51 weeks of the year, it's, it's the members got to deal with that. Now, they have different sets of tees, but they make it so penal and so difficult for the members that it's, it's no fun. And so I, I think they they got to remember who they're catering to and, um, and where the game's going. They don't want to make it. It's already a really hard game.
2: Hey, Fred, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Some really great insights and just always fun to talk golf with you.
5: You guys are great. Uh, anytime.
2: All right, there you go. That was Fred Funk joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Stay tuned. Uh, More of the show continues next. Hey, guys. BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com.
1: I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified.
2: Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoop's Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy.
3: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian
2: and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks so much to Fred Funk for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. A tremendous conversation with him. Still to come on the back nine, hour number two, we'll welcome in America's favorite caddy, Ryan Balanchy, golfnewsnet.com, joins us as well. But right now it's time for the Hoops Vision. See what you've been missing. Go to hoopsvision.com and schedule your free Consultation, you'll save a thousand dollars by mentioning Real Golf Radio at Hoops Vision and HoopsVision.com. dot com. Bob, what are we missing this week? Well, the interesting thing is Tiger Woods, as we know, has eighty two wins
1: on the PGA Tour. He has a chance to get eighty three to uh, to start, to get the record. Sam Sneed had eighty two, but the most interesting thing about this is Tiger has played at Riviera Country Club twelve times on the PGA Tour without a win. That's the most starts on any course without a victory in his career.
2: So what we're missing is that Tiger has never played a golf course this many times and right. not one. So you're Absolutely. saying he's due. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying he's due. You know what? It would be quite the story should he get number 83 on the golf course where he teed it up on the PGA Tour for the very first time back in 1992 as a 16-year-old. Pretty, pretty special stuff. Uh, keep an eye on the Genesis Open this week. Uh, out at Riviera Country Club in Los Angeles. All right, that'll do it for us. Stay tuned. Hour number two of Rogue Golf Radio. The Back Nine is next.
5: NSA
3: Radio News with Chris Barnes,
9: the head of the Iowa Democratic Party is resigning after last week's caucus debacle. There, Troy Price saying in a resignation letter that his presence as chairman makes it more difficult for the party there to move forward from the caucuses. A coding error in an app led to a significant delay in reporting the results. A former party chairman in Polk County, Iowa, says of Price's decision, he operated with some class. He took responsibility for what happened, and he didn't blame anybody else. Tom Henderson there speaking to CBS News. New York's Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo will be at the White House to meet with President Trump today on the federal decision to block New York residents from the Trusted Travelers Program because it now allows illegal immigrants to get driver's licenses. A magnitude 6.9 earthquake struck off the coast of northeastern Japan earlier, but there's no reports of major damage. This is USA Radio News.
10: If you're thinking about life insurance from low-cost term to business or estate coverage or perhaps a small policy to cover your final expenses, why spend more than you have to? Hi, I'm John David Wells from The Wells Report. Since 1986, AccuQuote has helped hundreds of thousands of folks save a fortune on their life insurance by quickly comparing the rates, features, and financial strength of dozens of top-rated life insurance products right over the phone. Want some examples? A healthy 50-year-old nonsmoker can buy a half-million-dollar 10-year level term policy for less than 45 Five bucks a month. Oh, you say you're 60? No problem. Under 120 bucks a month. 20- or 30-year terms. Even permanent plans are available. Okay, so you might have some health problems, huh? Lots of us do, but the experts at AccuQuote will still work with you to find the best affordable policy. To find out how much you can save, call AccuQuote today. 877-439-8830. That's 877-439-8830. 877-439-8830. AccuQuote. Call them today. Each policy points and availability vary by state.
9: Former White House Chief of Staff John Kelly telling an audience in New Jersey last night that Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman was just doing his job when he reported concerns about President Trump's Ukraine phone call. Speaking at Drew University, Kelly said Vindman did exactly what he should have done when he heard Trump ask his Ukrainian counterpart for an investigation into former Vice President Joe Biden's family. President Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, saying media reports have been lying about him getting special treatment from the U.S. Justice Department. Last night, he said in a Fox News interview,
3: Not only am I not, am I not getting special treatment, I've been getting terrible treatment. This should have been investigated three years ago.
9: Attorney General William Barr on Monday did say the Justice Department's going to review Giuliani's information from Ukraine about former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter to gauge the credibility of that information. Find us online anytime at usaradio.com.
8: Friends and family, did you have a great night's sleep last night? I did. I'm healthier than I've ever been. I work better than I ever have. And you know what? You can have that health. You can have that good night's sleep if you order a MyPillow. Try it. Mike Lindell guarantees it. He's got a 60-day money-back guarantee on the MyPillow and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special. Use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175.
9: Something deep in space is sending radio signals at regular intervals, and USA Radio's Wendy King says it might just be occurring naturally.
6: For the first time in history, researchers say they've picked up a radio signal from a single source in outer space that repeated at certain intervals for more than a year. And in this case, the pattern came and went roughly every two weeks. Collaborators from the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment and Fast Radio Burst Project said this particular signal began every 16 days from September 16th to October 30th. The origin was a galaxy 500 million light-years away. Some researchers suggest the repeating signals were caused by a source that was orbiting around a star, explaining why they would stop for a precise period of time. Scientists say they doubt the signals are from extraterrestrials. They say so far there's no detectable pattern that would suggest there's a sentient hand at play. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King.
9: The Labor Department just releasing the report on first-time unemployment benefits last week. The number of new filings was slightly higher last week to 205,000. Many were expecting the number to come in at about 210 grand. Find us online anytime at usaradio.com. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes.
3: the second nine the finishing holes the closing stretch it starts now here's the back nine our number two of real golf radio with the steady stripe it down the middle make every putt because it's in your blood bob casper and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper brian taylor here's brian and bob
2: Hey, welcome back in. Hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate Fred Funk, who joined us in hour number one. Really fun conversation with the Funkster about the distance and where he is right now with his game. He's playing this weekend on PGA Tour Champions at the Chubb Classic. Uh, but uh, if you missed that, you can go to our website, realgolfradio.com, Twitter handle, at Real Golf, or Instagram and Facebook, uh, at Real Golf Radio, where you can pick up and catch any of the Segments, interviews, the shows in their entirety, also your favorite podcaster sites like iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, you know, all of those, uh, you know, basically wherever you like to listen or access your audio files. We are there under Real Golf Radio. Be sure to search us and uh, download and check that out. Still to come here on the back nine, America's favorite caddy. Also, Ryan Ballenge, golfnewsnet.com. Why does this guy not like the Saturday celebrity (laughs) coverage? At Pebble Beach. I, I, yeah. I'm, but he's not alone. There's a lot of really seriously hateful things said about it on yeah. Twitter. And I'm like, huh, I guess I'm kind of in the minority on this one. I yep. like it. Hey, this no, week
1: you're not. I like it too.
2: And I appreciate that, Bob. That's why you and I have gotten along all these 20-some yes, years. That's right. Uh, so this week, Tiger hosting Northern Trust. It is pretty cool, Bob. And we talked about it in the Hoops Vision See What You're Missing uh, just before we went to break, that Tiger Woods teed it up for the first time in a PGA Tour event on this golf course at Riviera back in 1992. And now here he is with an opportunity for win number 83 and to break that record with Sam Snead yeah. uh, on the very same golf course. And yet he's played here 12 times, Bob, without a win. It's, a, it's really remarkable.
1: First of all, I need to correct you. It's the Genesis Invitational this week. What did I say? You said the Northern Trust. <laughs> it has but been the Northern it's Trust. It's the Genesis Invitational this week. And because it's an Invitational, now it's a 120-player field. And... If a guy wins this week, he gets a three year exemption instead of a two year exemption so so there's been a change in that because of tiger's stature and him um lobbying to get this made to an invitational event but yes he hasn't he hasn't won on this golf course, and you know it could be putting it could be miscues it could be you know he had to withdraw uh he's only missed the cut three times. But, you know, this is definitely a golf course that he wants to uh, get a victory on.
2: He's only missed the cut once as a professional, and then he withdrew. Um, so, but yeah, look, back in twenty nine a year ago, he finished 15th, missed uh-huh. the cut the year before, withdrew in 2006, so he had a nine-year period he didn't even play. And then, you know, he basically hasn't had a top five since 2003 in this event. So he's got a lot of work to do, uh, no question. His best finish, finished runner-up back in 1998 and nineteen. 19- 99. Well, listen, we'll get in, uh, into all of it next. Plus talk about new number ones out there on the PGA Tour and old number ones and so on and so on as we continue right here on Real Golf Radio. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Which is why Odyssey continues
1: to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. Three distinct alignment lines
2: are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's shocking how much easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate. And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke
1: with the Stroke Lab Shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com.
2: Odyssey, the number one putter in golf.
8: The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new chrome saw from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball.
1: Callaway's relentless pursuit of innovation in iron design has established a completely new standard for distance and performance. It's why Callaway has been the number one irons in golf for five years in a row. And this year, they created an iron that the world has never seen, Maverick. Callaway's first ever irons designed by artificial intelligence. Maverick irons feature a new flash face cup designed by AI. That means every face on every iron has been uniquely engineered to completely maximize distance and forgiveness. It also allows the center of gravity to be precisely positioned throughout your set to give you the optimal launch and control with every swing. Maverick irons are available in standard, pro, and max models to fit nearly every type of player. And all Maverick irons come with the classic sound and feel you expect from the number one irons in golf. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons
2: in golf. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. But what do you do with your rod? Break it down? Hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver. Fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded. Ready to fish? Find your river quiver at riversmith.com.
3: Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All
2: right, welcome back. This segment brought to you by Callaway, the new Maverick driver and Fairway Woods. With uh, the most, the fast Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver fairway woods possible. New distances out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore maverick drivers at CallawayGolf.com. And uh, thanks for joining us here. Appreciate you being with us. Uh, we got a great one for you. Coming up uh, later this hour, we're going to... Uh, welcome in. As I mentioned, uh, America's favorite caddy, also uh, Ryan Ballinger from golfnewsnet.com. dot com. I got to find out from Ryan why the heck don't you like that CBS coverage of celebrities <laughs> on Saturday? I like it. What can I say? All right, call oh, me I crazy. Like it too okay. Don't have a problem with it. I know it's kind of fun. I, I I don't have a problem with it either. Uh, we mentioned uh, new number one in Rory McIlroy. Uh, I loved <laughs> I loved Rory's comments in his interview uh, when he was uh, you know asked about being the new number one and what does that do for you and how does that en- enhance your game or how do you, you know, and he said, well, you know, you do take a bit of confidence at us, you know, being number one in the world is, and then he threw in there, not that I really needed it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I love, and look, he wasn't being cocky, uh, which is nice. Yeah. But, but he's basically saying, you know, it does, you know, it wasn't really, there wasn't that he needed a shot of confidence. There wasn't he wasn't lacking Confidence. And and if no. you go back and look at what he's done so far this year, Bob, I mean, in the 2020 season, he's only got a win in two-thirds. That's all he's done, right? Yeah. Uh, he is first in strokes gained approaching the green. He's fourth in strokes gained around the green. He's first in strokes gained tee to green. And he's third in strokes gained total. Okay? You asked how far he was hitting, and he's hitting a 312 on average off the tee. Yeah. Um, he's leading the tour in Eagles. He's third in birdie average. He's second in scoring average. He's second in money. And as we said, he's number one in the world. So, I mean, there, there really isn't a lot there to suggest that he's lacking confidence in, in any manner. And I look, I Rory is to me is the caddy. And you and I have had this discussion if they're all on, you picking Rory? I mean, Tiger. Okay, if Tiger's Tiger, yeah, you pick Tiger every time. But outside of Tiger and his A game, if they're all on, do you, do you take Rory? If they're all on, do I take Rory? Yeah. Brooks, DJ, Jordan, Justin, you know, throw all those guys in there. Phil, outside of Tiger's A game, yeah, I, think I think everyone's take going to take pick. Rory. You take yeah. R- yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. And he seems to be on right now. So when we start talking about guys that, hey, you're looking for coming up here. Look, he's the players' champion, defending mm-hmm. defending his players' champion. You can't miss that because there's a PGA Tour runs a commercial for that about every ten minutes during the broadcast. Um, he's search you know searching for that career Grand Slam by winning Augusta, winning his first Green Jacket. So that'll be a big story.
1: He's also searching for his. Lifetime exemption on the PGA Tour. Needs two more.
2: Yeah, he's got 18 wins in his career. That's correct. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Oh, yes. So, I, I don't know what, what you're seeing out there out of Rory, but, you know, uh, there, there's really not a lot to love about Rory McIlroy. Let's go to Brooks Kepka on the other hand. So, Brooks coughs up the... Yellow jersey, if you will, is number one in the world. Uh, he can get it back this, this week if he wins, and, mm-hmm. or if he finishes better than, I think, sixth or something like that. He's, he's going to get it back. But uh, it was interesting. Brooks playing for the first time this year, 2020, not season, but this year on the PGA Tour. And, and he opened up a little bit about that knee and, and said it was, it was a big problem. It was more than he let on. Well, you know,
1: my my whole thing about that is, you know, he, he's he's going to have the surgery. Tiger had knee surgery. Dustin Johnson had knee surgery. And Brooks Kepkin had knee surgery all after the tour championship. Tiger goes and has his knee scoped. DJ goes and has his knee scoped. Those guys came back and were playing. Tiger won a golf tournament after that. Um, Brooks Kepkin goes out and decides that he's going to have stem cells in- injected in to heal his knee and then he re-hurts it again when he's in Korea and has to uh, – I don't know if he had surgery or if he had it scoped or whatever, but it was, it was quite bad as it he said. It was a setback, yeah. Yeah, it's a setback, no doubt about it. So it'll be interesting to see what he's able to do and how he's able to get himself back in playing shape and back in physical shape as we we're getting close to the Masters and also the major championship season.
2: Yeah, speaking of getting closer, the schedule is uh, marching just that way. Next week, it's WGC, Mexico, Puerto Rico also playing opposite of that, and then it's mm-hmm. on to the Florida swing. And you know what that means. I mean, you're talking Honda, and then you got Bay Hill, and, and then Players is, is right around the corner. And, you know, and then once the Players is done, it's, it's pretty much all eyes on Augusta.
1: Yeah, it's the Valspar Championship, the 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 week after the Players Championship, which is at Innisbrook Resort at the Copperhead Course, and then they go and play another WGC event, the the Match Play Championship in Austin, Texas, and uh, off of that, opposite that is a, an event in the Dominican Republic, and then you've got the Valero Texas Open, and then the Masters. Boom.
2: Hey, let's talk about next week though, WGC Mexico. This golf course, it's a high elevation, which is not something you necessarily yes. think of when you think down in Mexico, but it's, it's high elevation, which guys can hit it a long way, and that seems to be the theme. You got DJ winning it twice, and Phil picking up the other win in the three years that it's been played. Rory's been in the mix as well. What, what do you expect next week? Maybe, uh, maybe Rory trying to get a little something back after DJ waxed him last year by five, both of them playing in that final group? Yeah, I think,
1: uh, I think you're going to see those guys be able to take advantage of the golf course because of the altitude and that kind of thing. They can hit, they can hit three woods down there or five woods down there, you know, 320, 330 yards because of the altitude and where the golf course is at. Um, So I think you're going to see the same type of deal with the guys that hit it longer, having a better, a better chance against the, the other guys. So um,
2: yeah, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be length. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch too. There's no question. Uh, you can pretty much guarantee you'll have an exciting finish. I mean, look, you have a world class field. That's the whole reason for the WGCs, and and that kind of leads into the you know idea that you have this new Premier World Golf League that uh, is is trying to to come up. And Tiger specifically mentioned, well, that's you know they're, they're they're trying to get the top players to play together more often. And it used to be when Tiger came out that he they only got together. the major championships and the players so five times a year now the WGC brings them together another four or five times a year so the premier golf league saying hey let's let's do this all the time and so Tiger and everybody else wanting to see how this is all going to play out but uh, we'll talk more about this with the caddy Ryan Balangie golfnewsnet.com to come after that stay tuned you're listening to Real Golf Radio.
1: i'm bob casper with the casby real estate group where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in utah We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified.
2: nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember hey ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in utah look so good pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to mountain land supply for your turf irrigation needs mountain land supply is the exclusive rainbird golf distributor in utah what does that mean for you When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you.
3: now back to real golf radio talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big Ooh.
2: for real here's brian and bob all right welcome back real golf radio brian taylor bob casper with you And this segment brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Uh, Check out odysseygolf.com for all the newest. In fact, some new Toulon design putters dropped this week. Uh, You'll definitely want to check those out. Odysseygolf.com. Time to get out to America's favorite caddy.
3: There are bag rats, (laughs) and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper.
2: Here he is, the Caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, the Caddy joins us each week right here on Real Golf Radio. Caddy, who are you, my friend?
5: So I didn't get to listen to the Fred Funk segment.
2: Did he tell you
5: that he has a face made for radio? (laughs) (laughs) That's usually what people throw
1: at me. I've seen the face on television. Fred, Fred uses that one all the time. Yep. Saw him on TV just
2: a couple of weeks ago. There you go. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Caddy. You start talking about distance. And, you know, the Funkster obviously made his living out there in professional golf and the PGA Tour with a lack of distance. And he he did it differently, right? I mean, he did not have the the tools, the physical tools to do what – you know, some of the other guys uh, did, and yet he was still quite successful. Um, what What is, you know, when you start listening to guys like Luke Donald say, you know, who is, again, not a particularly long player, saying, look, these guys don't, you shouldn't have to take the advantage away from these long hitters. That's their advantage. They've worked hard to get it. Sure, they had some God-given talents and stature and strength and things like that, but they've worked hard to take advantage of their Advantages, if you will, no, no sense stripping it from him. DJ, of course, he is one of the long guys. He doesn't think it needs to be changed, and he says, "Look, uh, you still have to chip and putt." <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what what are, you, what are your thoughts since uh, since last week when we sort of first broached this subject?
5: Well, Willie Wood did say, it's still, "As long as it still takes two to reach the par four, it'll be okay." <laughs>
2: <laughs> I played with Willie Wood in a pro am once, if you can believe it.
5: Yeah, Willie was a. Nice. very quiet guy, very nice guy,
2: quite small. Quite small. So, I, I did outdrive him with regularity, just for the record.
5: Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He probably outearned you. Though.
2: You were playing That's the up though. <laughs> hey Bob, there's there's no reason to throw in those little things. It's just radio. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Caddy, I got a question for you. Yes. Well, I don't know if you answered that, that question, but okay, go ahead. Well, I'm in, Well, I'm currently in Washington,
5: D.C., and that was supposed to be a way of just deflecting it. So there let's you go. go to Bob's question. Oh, there's okay. Only, there's only so much time on the show. Okay.
1: So, all right, all right. You know, Caddy, yeah. how long have we known each other?
5: I'd say since around 1988-ish.
1: No, it's later than that. Eight
5: ninety-two. It's later than that. 92.
1: 92. Yep. Okay. So what, at I think that's where we first met. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, and then I, I caddied for our, our, our friend Keith Clearwater the rest of the year.
5: Right. I think you, I think you played at Doral, right? And that's where we probably met.
1: That's probably, I played Doral a few times. Yes. On the PGA tour. Yep.
5: There you go. Yep. Yep.
1: But here, I was going to tell this story about, about, um, about Riviera and the LA open. So I had caddied for Keith the year be or, or the week before at San Diego. He was staying at my house. I was living in San Diego he was staying at my house. We got to the golf course on Saturday morning and his caddy didn't show up. Have you heard this story? I did not. Okay. So his caddy didn't show up. So Keith comes walking out of the locker room 35 minutes before his tea time, and we're teeing off on the tenth hole. And he goes, he goes, Caddy's not here. You're you're <laughs> You're looping for me today. So I went and went out and caddied for him and, uh, caddied for him the rest of that week. He had a 12th place finish the next week. He starts, he starts the tournament off at Riviera with a 65 in the first round, asked me to come to Riviera also. And then he told me after, after we finished top 10 at Riviera, he told me, you're going with me to Florida. And then he said, you're caddying for me the rest of the year. So that's how I got my job on the PGA tour as a caddy.
5: So did did he actually just tell you what you were about to do just like that? Um, yeah.
1: He, well, not... what he said is he, he says, you're caddying for me at, at San Diego the last two days. I caddied for him the last two days. And then he mm-hmm. says to me, you want to, you want to work for me next week in, in LA? And I said, sure. So we went up, I went up and worked for him there. And then he says, you're coming with me to Florida. And then I, we finished like third second at Doral and And then he says, you need to call Kelly because you're going to work with me the rest of the year.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Travel man.
1: And that was when we couldn't wear shorts. We had to wear pants. Remember how hot those summers were? Especially like at at Anheuser-Busch.
5: Oh, the Anheuser was – that might have been the year of Anheuser 92. It was – that was the hottest I've ever been in my life on a golf course, mm-hmm. hands down. It was, it was like 105. Who knows what the humidity is there? It yeah, it was crazy, wasn't it? It's like Southeast Asia humidity there. And and 105, wearing khaki pants, mm-hmm. caddying. And I remember, I can't imagine, I must have, two gallons of iced tea a day, easy easy <laughs> and still fall asleep at 9:30 it
1: was it was so hot that i didn't even feel like i wanted to
5: eat oh that was crazy the analyzer. Yeah. even memphis couldn't match it memphis is pretty much yep. considered the next hottest one right so
2: all right, wow. let me stop you because I do like feeling warm and since we're still in winter in most parts of the country. However, uh, let's get back to Riviera real quick because I wanted <laughs> you to break this down. I, I, think I this was is talking inter- about Riviera. I know you were, so I'm saying let's get back to it. Um, okay. I think it's interesting when you hear like J.B. Holmes is the defending champion and he he talks about how great this golf course is. And how you can really, it really requires all the clubs in your bag, you know, and you got, you know, drivable par four, you've got you know, some longer holes, you've got shots, uh, holes that equally go left and, and right. And so he just said, it's really just a golf course that is just a great golf course and great shot makers golf course. And yet, if you look at the last few winners, really the last decade of winners, they've all been bombers. You know, you're talking the Bubba's won it a couple of times. DJ JB. I mean, these guys are are bashers, right? Um, the, the long hitters. I guess I find I'm a little surprised that a golf course like Riviera is so, I guess, favorable to the Bomber. And in that vein, the fact that it is so favorable to the Bomber, I'm still I'm so surprised that Tigers played this thing 12 times and never won it.
5: So let me run you why run by you why it might be a good Bomber's course. You've got holes like two. Uh, 8 up the left 9 12 uh 16 and 18 I'm sorry 17 and 18 and 15 where it's quite an advantage to be able to bomb it on those holes you have lots of you do have lots of variations on the course but it's a big advantage to be really long on those holes especially a hole like 18 that's a big deal if you're 20 30 yards longer it's so much easier to play that hole. So I think that has a little bit of something to do with it. It has enough, kind of like Marion. Marion's a short course, but it's got nine of the longest hardest holes you've ever played. Mm. So it doesn't hurt to be able to to be a long hitter there on those particular holes. It's, you know, so maybe that's what it is. Plus, could it
1: could it be that the you, par fives are all reachable too for the longer hitters, and you know, sixteen is a hole that. Is only like five hundred and seventy or five hundred and eighty yards, but it's going. It's kind of gradually going uphill, and it and you know it's definitely an advantage to be able to hit it long there on. Excuse me, seventeen.
5: Yeah, I well, number one obviously is kind of just a long par four. Really, everybody can reach one, but it is a it is a pretty nice. Yeah, not many guys can reach. The bombers can reach eleven. Most guys can't. The Bombers can reach 17. Most guys can't. So, yeah, that's, that's, again, that's one of the set of five or six or seven holes. When you can pick out seven holes on a course where it's a pretty big advantage to be a long hitter, yeah. it's kind of a long hitter's course all of a sudden, isn't it? So.
2: All right. Well, but it's not exactly like a, you know, Bombers Paradise, like a Torrey Pines South or, you no, know, an no, Aaron course, Hills no. or... Yeah. You know, those no types. no
5: no no it's not like it's not like those at all but what it is it's kind of it's kind of like spyglass you have these seaside courses in California where it's cool and you're at sea level and a seventy one hundred yard course is so much longer than that it's more like seventy four so you have to kind of think about that too it's not just because it says I don't even know what its seven thousand something seventy one something. Pack on a couple hundred because of the conditions. It always plays a lot longer than
2: that. Mm. Interesting. Hey, the other thing that we were throwing out is last week at the AT&T, so many people tend to hate the coverage on Saturday of all the celebrities. What's your take on that? And having caddied in that tournament so many times and alongside celebrities, do you – I, I I argue. I think Bob and I are both in the same camp that we kind of like it. It's a change. It's not something you see every mm-hmm. single week. It's really something that you would uh, you know. I, I call it a, a celebration uh, of golf, if you will. And uh, I, but other people just say, "Hey, look, give, give me a channel where I can only watch the tour players, and I don't have to watch the celebrities." Do you fall one way or another?
5: It's the clam bake. It's about the celebrities. It there just happens to be a golf tournament going on. It's uh, it's all about the celebrities.
2: That's what I that's think. My opinion. Yeah.
5: yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Why not? It, and to, to some extent, uh, you know, same thing in the desert. There, it, it's it's you, you get the president. Sometimes the president comes to play. It, it's, sure. Yeah, I, I think I think Pebble no question It's I mean Clint Eastwood, the Crosby clan, bake, come on, Bill Murray. That's that's what you that's what that tournament's all about.
2: All right. I'm, I'm glad to hear you're on that, that same page. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, Caddy, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. I guess we didn't really talk too much about the distancing. That'll continue to be a topic of conversation throughout the year, but uh, we appreciate you spending some time with us, man.
5: And next time I'll fill you in on the Scott Simpson, four foot putt story with Bill Murray on the 17th hole. Spike
2: you want to drop it on us real quick?
5: I could real quick. So, Scott's playing with, with Bill. First year, he's played with them, and Flumman's in the group. And Fluman's telling me this story. And so Scott's got about a four-foot putt. This is in the tournament. I mean, it's, you know, it counts. Everything counts. Four-foot putt. And he's right over it. And Bill Murray says, hold on, Scott. And he backs him off. And he says to the crowd, ladies and gentlemen, Scott Simpson, professional golfer. And he starts clapping, and everybody claps. He goes, go ahead, Scott. You can putt now. So Scott sets up to it again. He's just getting ready to draw back. Whoa, whoa, Scott, wait, wait, wait. He says, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Scott Simpson is an accomplished PGA Tour professional. There is no chance, no chance he can miss a putt like this. Go ahead, Scott, knock it in.
11: <laughs> oh, my. Shaking
5: his head. gets over it third time. Wait a second, Scott. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we show he just got a little more love, a little more love before he makes this putt. So, yeah, they clap again. That said, it was probably by that point in time harder than the putt to win the US Open. <laughs> but he made it. He did make it. So, that's, that's, that's why it's a, a unique tournament. You just don't get that
2: anywhere else. That's that is story. true. That is true. Tried to ice now his I, own man. I like it.
5: Now, I'm, I've got to throw in one of the great player to caddy lines, and I'm sure we've said this on the show Neil Lancaster, Ace Hall, Ian Doigie's caddying form. He says to Doigie from across the green, he's got a 40-footer, hey, Doigie, what's this putt doing? Doigie goes, cuz, I've been out here for 25 years. That putt cannot be made. <laughs> and cuz Cuzz looks right at him and goes, Doigie,
11: you're fired. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's, a line, that's a famous line among caddies. That putt cannot be made.
2: <laughs> that's I awesome. You. Fired him on the spot. Well, he didn't really. Ah, got you. All right. Well done. There you have it. Hey, and All with right. that, we'll let you go. Thanks, Caddy. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the Caddy. Dropping a couple stories there yep. at the end. All right, we'll take a short break. More Real Golf Radio continues next.
6: At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf. We teach life skills. And help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org.
2: When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at riversmith.com.
3: And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. What the- and that'll cost him.
8: It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment,
1: almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction free.
4: We
3: are Farmers. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club. It's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, by your
4: best golf.
2: You don't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. Yet that seems to be how the golf industry builds their drivers. Not Callaway. Because Maverick thinking and an innovative approach to R&D have taken distance to a completely new level with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using advanced artificial intelligence. A powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created our fastest, most forgiving driver possible. Simply put, Callaway is doing things no one else is doing. Maverick has completely changed the way distance is made. That's what separates The kings of distance from everyone else. Whether it's Maverick, the low-spin Maverick Sub-Zero, or ultra-forgiving Maverick Max, artificial intelligence has optimized every Maverick driver. And of course, they all come with ball speed generating gel brake technology. New distances out there, it takes a Maverick to find it. Explore the Maverick line of drivers today at CallawayGolf.com.
3: You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade.
8: You've started
3: it. That's Real Golf Radio.
2: All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. A reminder, uh, you can hit us up on uh, Twitter, at Real Golf, Insta, and Facebook is real golf radio and i uh, love for you to join the conversation we gave away some drivers uh, from callaway last week to some of you lucky listeners and followers so we appreciate that and just uh, nothing but love you know it was valentine's day yesterday so uh love is in the air we were happy to be a part of that as well and speaking of love a guy that's just nothing but spreading love across uh, the golf twitterverse and and more is our good friend from golfnewsnet.com, ryan ballingy joining us what's up ryan Hey guys, how are you? I, I set you up there a little bit because I got to give you a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> give me the give me the bad news. Okay, it's not a it's not bad news. I just I, I found myself you know last you know week ago watching AT&T Pebble Beach and I'm kind of following along with my Twitter fan, you know, not fans of mostly I'm fans of you. I follow you other guys, you know, they're out there and there's so much hate and so much vitriol for the CBS coverage of the celebrities (laughs) on Saturday at Pebble beach. And I just, I'm sitting here thinking, how come I don't hate this? Like it, it doesn't happen very often to me. It feels like a celebration of the game. I, I I'm okay with it. And yet, there are, I mean, and you specifically have a really big problem with this. So, anyway, help me out here, right? What is it that just bothers you so much about that coverage? I can't,
11: I, like, when I turn on pro golf, I want to watch pro golfers. And if I wanted to watch a bunch of 15s and 9s or guys that say they're 2s that are really 8s, hacking around, I would just go play golf. You know, I can do that. And I know those people as opposed to people who have way more money and way more celebrity and way more influence than I'll ever have. And I can't yeah. identify with. I guess that's what throws me off is uh, because I'm, I can't identify with any of those people. And I, not because yeah. of age or anything, I mean, I, I, I know plenty of them. They're NFL quarterbacks. They're actors that I've watched and revered and really liked. But for some reason or other, I just can't empathize with them. And so if I'm going to watch a pro golf telecast, then I want to watch some pro golf. And I want to watch people hit a lot of good shots. And I understand why people like it. I understand why people mostly responded to me who are defenders of it. It's just one day a year. You're absolutely right. It is one day a year. It's not every week. Uh, It's not that bad. But when you realize that that day is coming, it kind of in me stirs up (laughs) old memories of, oh, not another... You know, CBS, Conica Minolta, swing vision camera of Gary Mule Deer swinging at Pebble (laughs) Beach. It just (laughs) doesn't, I would, to be honest with you, I would rather them, if they're going to do the celebrity thing, show off as many beautiful angles at Pebble Beach as humanly possible because there are so many of them. And just don't say anything. Just let them hack it around and go, hey, don't you wish that were you today? Then I might be a little bit more interested.
1: But that's it, right? you get to at least watch half of the professional golfers play, half of the airtime. I mean, they do
11: give you some shots, but then they, it just feels like the interviews with the players are just so, the, the celebrity players, are just so contrived, and it's really hard for those. I mean, they're there trying to have a good time, and I know that the the celebrities are also trying to be as accommodating as possible at CBS and be entertaining, but they're also just trying to have a good time. So I, I just feel like it it just doesn't work for me. That's, yeah. that's all I can say is it just doesn't work for me.
2: Well, I look at it, Ryan, I say, you know what, look, it's Pebble Beach, uh it's the old clam bake, you know, sort of you know in modern modern day version, if you will. And they you're right, back in the day they probably didn't have the same TV coverage that they have today and uh probably not the same access. But you know, for me, I, I look at it and I say, you know what, here here are people that I normally associate with other things, whether it's other sports or other industries or actors on screen, on stage, whatever. And, uh, and here they are out here, just like I would want to do on a Saturday afternoon if I had the opportunity to go play such a beautiful venue you know, on a great stage as such as a PGA Tour event, you know, and playing alongside the best players in the world. If I had that opportunity, I would want to do that. Do I identify with them? No, because I'll never be there. Um <laughs> but I also don't identify with the PGA tour players going out and shooting sixty four and sixty three because I'll never be there. So um I, I guess I hear what you're saying. I don't want to tune in to CBS for the annual celebrity um, you know, if it was a weekly celebrity golf tour, I'm not really interested in that. In fact, I never watched Tahoe. You would think from all this right. conversation, I'd be all about watching Tahoe. I don't. I just yeah. think it's something about, so it has to be mixed with the tour pros and not be an exclusive amateur event. But to me, it's that celebration, kind of like what you'd see. And, and let, me ask, let me ask you this, because this is what Bob and I talked about last hour. The The Wednesday par three at Augusta has evolved. And now it's, it's all about the families and the caddy suits and the wives and the kids yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Did, does that bother you or are you good with that?
11: I think I'm okay with that because it's still mostly professional golfers hitting shots and there are enough like holes in one or close holes in one. We're like, Hey, this is really exciting. And I, you know, I, I do like, I mean, I am a father too, so I still am appreciative of children being cool children. Um, but people who are, you know, 63 and worth zillions of dollars, you know, they're not hitting shots at Augusta National's Par 3 course. No. They're, they bought tickets to go to Berkman's Road and, and hang out there. So I, I guess it does feel a little bit different. And I, and I will say about the, the, the uh, Pebble Beach portion of this, that maybe if it weren't CBS doing it, maybe I would have a refreshed view of it. Because I also get upset that CBS chose – so, show, so few golf shots on the regular weeks that they have the PGA Tour coverage, where okay. it's like two shots in a commercial, a shot in a commercial, a shot and six commercials, that I feel like they maybe they're not the best people to deliver the message about the celebration of golf.
2: Bob, get a box of chocolates in the mail for Ryan, will you? Yeah. He, he needs some yeah. love. That's all. He needs some love. A little more love.
11: You know, I, you know some ro- but Ryan, they could some be making up. And-
1: they're, those weeks when they're throwing in all those commercials and stuff, they're probably making up for the week that they they have Augusta
11: and the Masters. Well, right. Yeah, they got to make good on the 56 minutes of golf every hour. That we get during the Masters, so
2: and there it is. All right, look, we've taken about half our time that we have available to talk about that, but I just, I just had to. I wanted to get your opinion because you can't have this kind of a conversation on Twitter. Uh, you just get little snippets, and that's cool. So anyway, thanks for sharing, man. And look, you're entitled to your opinion. I don't. If you hate it, that's fine. You can hate it. Apparently, enough people like it because they keep showing it. So um,
11: exactly, I'm listen. in the minority clearly because otherwise they would have changed by
2: now. You would think. You would think, right? <laughs> uh, all right, so let's let's go to this distance discussion. Uh, there was a. lot of players this week at Riviera that weighed in on, you know, thoughts about what the USGA and RNA are are proposing, or at least that, look, they've come to a conclusion. And I I wanted to get your take. What what have you learned? What is your kind of, what do you see coming out of all this? I don't think anything.
11: I mean, I, I, and I hate to be uh, skeptical. I mean, I guess I am, but I mean, I feel like I've been having this conversation about the golf ball going too far for like 15 or 16 years and the data has been fundamentally the same. I mean, there have been some changes. Trackman swing efficiency has made uh, guys even longer. Uh, Guys are pursuing strength training even, even more. Thinking about Bryson and, uh, and Brooks Koepka and some other guys. So they're getting a little bit more pop off the bat than that. But fundamentally the golf ball represented about a 17 or 18 yard gain. uh, When we went from a lot of the solid core that hasn't changed at all. Maybe gone up a tick here or there. And, at the professional level, uh, especially for men who swing at you know, 110 or more miles per hour with the driver, the golf ball goes really, really far. And every year the USGA and the RNA talk about this, like, yeah, no duh. Uh, We know that it goes really far. The question mark is do you believe it goes too far? And if so, do you want to do anything about it? And I feel like none of those questions have really been properly answered by the USGA and the RNA. And they're probably deathly afraid, to go out on a limb and say, all right, well, we're going to roll back technology and here's how we're going to do it because there are a lot of implications for that in the golf business, the professional sure. tours, for them legally speaking. So at the end of the day, I think we're still at the same place we were in 2003 or four, where you go, Okay, golf ball goes a long way. Uh, clubs are better than ever. It doesn't seem like we're going to do anything about it. So why do we have this conversation?
1: you know the interesting thing is is that everything is geared towards the professional game the elite yeah. players uh in the world that play professional golf which is what half of 1% or something like that and yet yeah. and yet they're they're looking at this as a as a broad spec- spectrum that it's ruining the ruining the game of golf with the distance and yet they have no way of of gathering information and data on just the regular amateur player. So if that's going to be the process, then why are they so hesitant to announce the word or say the word bifurcation? What they use instead of that is local rule.
11: And I think that's the most one and truly only interesting part of this report to me, Bob, is that they finally suggested the possibility of a local rule. And that leads me to believe that they're not willing to go out on the limb and say we need different rules for amateurs and for professionals. So that there's a set of rules for, I don't know, what 50 million people play golf in the world for 49.998 million people versus the 2,000 people that play professional golf for a living. Uh, and, And if they're not willing to do that, and they're just going to give themselves the authority, give Augusta National, give the professional tours the authority, to create a local rule for their own equipment, then you're basically just throwing them under the bus if they want to do it. Good luck to you. You have every right to do it. You deal with the lawsuits. You deal with getting sued when you introduce a tournament ball. You deal with the lawsuit when someone wants to sue you for limiting the CT time with drivers at your tournament. And so I, it just gives me the sense that they're not willing to go to the the $70 billion golf industry and the $10 billion equipment industry and go, we are going to change things for you, how you market to players, how you market to consumers. You're going to have to change everything to accommodate, again, for fundamentally two to 5,000 people.
2: So, Ryan, do you see, and before we let you go here, do you see that local rule then, being available to the tours and the major events or do you see the pg or the usga and rna saying something a blanket statement all of golf we need to limit and roll back technology but local rules for amateurs can change that or or so i guess i don't know in my mind i was thinking the local rule would be for almost for the for the masses which seemed weird for me but do you think it's the other way around it's the other way around
11: i think i would I think I would go the other way around is what it sounds like to me. So they can go to August and go, Hey, you guys want to create a ball? Good for you. But you guys are making the ball. You guys are making the rules. Interesting. We just support within the rules that you can do that and that that's fine. And I I think that ultimately the way this is going to go and they're just going to say to, the PGA tour and the LPGA tour and whoever wants, you know, wants to consider it. If you want to do it, then you are fundamentally going to make yourself a governing body too, because you're going to have to create your own rules around equipment. If you want to roll stuff back. And I don't think any of the professional tours have any interest whatsoever in even acting like a governing body, especially the PGA tour because their product works. Yeah. People are happy with birdies and eagles and long drives. So they're not going to change. The only person, only governing body that could be interested is is augusta national and they have the money and the resources to create a tournament ball uh, and maybe they do that in the future but I, I don't i just don't see that coming down the pike any
2: time interesting yeah wow that's a that's a, i don't know why but that uh, opens my eyes to interesting perspective. so if that's the case and i'm with you i don't think the tours do it either so essentially it goes back to your original comment this is great it's great that we had this study it's great that we've identified it but it's really nothing new and doesn't look like anything will happen from it that that's kind of it's kind of yeah. what you're saying so yeah Interesting. Well, Rye, thanks so much for your time, man. Always good to check in with you. Great insights. And hey, you know what? Nothing but love, baby. Nothing but love. Nothing but love.
11: Different perspectives. We're all, we're all one and the same. We all love this game, so that's, that's okay.
2: And you know what? Yeah. Next time you and I get a chance to play golf, I'm going to video it for the masses and everyone can enjoy it.
11: All, right. all three people that watch it, I hope they enjoy it.
2: <laughs> You're the best. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There you go. Ryan Ballingy, golfnewsnet.com. Joining us right here on Real Golf Radio Short Break. We'll wrap up the show next. Hey, guys. BT here. And Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com.
1: I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified.
7: Swing into Uinta Golf and check out Callaway's new Maverick line of drivers, fairway woods, irons, and hybrids. The new Maverick line has been made with artificial intelligence to optimize distance with industry-leading ball speeds. The Maverick, Maverick Max, and Maverick Sub-Zero driver faces have been uniquely engineered to improve club head speed and forgiveness. The Maverick irons have been made to ensure optimal launch conditions with unprecedented feel. Get custom fit today and receive a 50% trade-in bonus towards the new Maverick family. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Guarantee.
1: Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountain Land Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountain Land Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountain Land Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you.
3: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right,
2: welcome back. Thanks so much to Ryan Ballingy, America's favorite caddy, who joined us this hour, Fred Funk, in hour number one. Again, if you missed any part of it, get out to our website, or better yet, our Twitter handle, at Real Golf, where you can listen anytime you would like. All right, Bob, time for a quick check of the standings before we wrap
1: up shop. Okay, so Ryder Cup, Brooks Koepka is number one, Dustin Johnson two, Webb Simpson three, Xander Shoffley four, Gary Woodland five, Tiger Woods number 6, Tony Finau number 7 and Justin Thomas is number 8. That's the, that's the eight guys right now in the Ryder Cup standings. Uh, as far as the Olympics and qualifying for the Olympics, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson and Patrick Cantlay are the top 4. Uh, in world rankings for the United Squad. Webb Simpson's at number 5, and Tiger is at number 6. Mm, Tiger has fallen to 6. That is interesting.
2: Well, look, some Ws this year will certainly change all of that, and uh, there's still time. There's no question. Coming up next week, it's the WGC Mexico Championship. This is going to be a fun one. You've had DJ win it a, a couple of times down there. Phil got a win uh, also, so you can expect that uh, the long hitters... And those that are, uh, you know, got the short game in order are going. Of course, that's probably every week. What am I saying? But it'll be fun to watch. Congrats to Rory McIlroy. He's number one in the world. We'll see how long that lasts as well. For our producer, Dave Glauser, he's Bob Casper. We appreciate you joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. We'll see you next week.
3: Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us
5: on Twitter at Real Golf. It's been real.